Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rockingham app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. It's off to a good start here today for you and yours. Ross Folkmer, Christian Peck Timmett here with you on this February the 22nd. Cool, crisp 35 degrees on our way to a high of 55 or in the mid-50s today. But heard the forecast again, 67 on Sunday. We know where Christian Peck Timmett will be on the links. Working on those golf skills is where we'll find him uh, this upcoming Sunday. So. They need some work, that's for sure. <laughs> Mine do too, to be honest with you. I haven't played in months. It's been so long. Uh, we got a full show ahead today. We will be looking at the uh, substate brackets for basketball. They are officially out, and uh, we will take a look at all the substate brackets for all of our area schools and where they're going to be. Um, we will. We got plenty to get to with JUCO basketball, college basketball as well at the front page in just a little bit. But today has just not been a good starting day for yours truly. So I wake up this morning and so like probably every millennial, I wake up and I reach over, I grab my phone because I'm going to, you know, check emails and whatever else you know check twitter read the polls be on your phone do whatever be on my phone for probably a good 15 20 minutes as i as my body boots up oh dang okay so anyway laying in bed anyway i reach for my phone i hit the alarm button and i I hit the screen to swipe up you know as you do on your iphone and it doesn't work Mm -hmm. like what is going on here like what's happening so you can't open up the screen. You can't get it going. So I get out of bed. I get ready. I, gra- I grab another device and I look and search how to get my iPhone restarted without. Because, you know, if you hold the two buttons and then you swipe it across, that's how you usually turn it yeah. off. Yeah. Well, that doesn't work because the screen's not working. So I have to do the manual reboot. Well, the manual reboot does not work. So I'm like, what is going on? Well, like, plug it into your computer. So I do plug it into my computer. Well, the problem is I plug it in at like, 640 well i gotta get out of the house and the other issue this is a stupid issue but you know the alarm on my phone keeps going like the the alarm like it's still working it's, it's just been the going screen, this whole time it's, no no the the, the the screen is not working but the alarm is going off every nine minutes so i'm not going to leave my phone and my oh. computer at home so that it wakes up the rest of the household i'll be in even deeper trouble so what do I do? I download the software and it starts to reboot. This is great. Well, I got to keep going. So then I grab my computer and my phone, which is which are connected by a cable, and I go out the door. I get in the pickup and I drive here. Well, then I, of course, I think I run out of internet because I don't have internet on my computer, and so now my phone is frozen in loading spot. I'm in a technological H-E double hockey sticks right now. <laughs> that is incredible. 
It's not Congratulations, good. Ross. It's not good. And now I'm going to have to wait to find a way to dig myself out of this problem the rest of the day. How I'm going to go about doing it, I don't know. It's uh, it's going to be an issue. So, oh, not not good. It's amazing when you don't have your phone. You know, it, it's it's amazing how much it has con- consumed our lives. And when it does not work the way you do, how much it throws you into a tizzy. Boy, that is a absolute fact today. So, anyway, we will move on. So, if you're trying to reach me, I'm not ignoring you. I'm sorry. It's just not working right now. Hopefully, it's up and going by later this morning. But as of right now, it's not worth even reaching out. The only person I can talk to is Christian. (laughs) Thank you. And that's everyone's dream. Yes, just what we all want to do. All right. uh, How about your morning? It it has to be better than mine, right? It has to be better. I'm not going to lie to you, Ross. That's a pretty low bar. Uh, But yes. (laughs) What? Saying it's not that bad? It is. Yeah. No, saying it's better than yours. Oh. I mean oh, okay. the the morning you just uh described, I don't know. Mine's not so uh mine's not so bad. You know what's frustrating yeah, uh, too is the good lord has if, if you look at this thing, it's like re- it's got the apple with the bar across the bottom cuz you know it's loading or something like that. It's at the very end, but it will not oh, cross on. over. You're that, like, that doesn't what are mean you anything doing? anyways. Get to the you end. ever updated a phone before? It goes to the full bar like eight times. That's oh, my gosh. Does. It's... But the good Lord has seen fit uh, that when I wake up in the morning now and leave for work, uh, not only is it not 20 degrees out, but there's also light like from the sky mm-hmm. to see by when I go to my car in the morning. So... I appreciate that. Uh, the The fact that it's no longer like twenty degrees in the morning and then seventy at night or seventy during the day is is appreciated. We're getting closer and closer getting out of the getting into daylight savings time, which I personally love. So I look forward to getting into that. So getting into the, I love it when it's still light out at eight thirty at night. I can handle that. I like that a lot. So get me get more done. Still can be mowing the yard, you know, at eight thirty at night. Which if I have to, I will. I'm fine with that. All right, we got a lot to get to on today's program. Busy day today for sure, and uh, let's highlight it all, what's happening today and, of course, from last night with The Front Page. Read all about it. Read all about it. The top stories of today. I got the early edition. Hot off the press. It's The Front Page on The Morning Blitz. Front Page, really? Probably the biggest thing that's going on over the next, uh, over the previous 12 to 24 hours ahead is state wrestling gets going today. State wrestling starts today in Salina. Of course, if you missed any of our conversation with Mike Holiday, he did a really good job of breaking down some of our top area wrestlers that are going to the state tournament uh, today. Once again, if you're interested in you know attending and stuff like that, I mean, you're going to be a little bit late because <laughs> stuff is pretty much getting going right Golly, now. I think, I think weigh, right now. weigh-ins are happening and all that and we're going to get underway here so the way it works today is action begins at 9 a.m central time so here in about 45 minutes is when it will start with the 4a boys first round competition so colby wrestlers you know whoever you want to call katie Caden mccarty tucker wark and his and their group of guys those seven colby wrestlers will begin with their wrestling here in the first round starts today at 9 a.m then at 1.30 Central Time, that's when the girls will have their first round matches. All the 4 through 1A girls, so there's 17 young ladies from our listening region that made it, and they will be getting on the mat and getting started there as well. So that will be going on today. 
And then after that, as, as we heard Mike Holiday talk about, I mean, you think at 5.15, we're done. It's time for supper. Let's go do that. Nope. We're going to wrestle till it's completely pitch dark out. And that's when at 5.15, they will start the 3-2-1-A boys matches. And they'll be wrestling, I'm guessing, pretty darn close till 9, 10 o'clock would be my guess. It's going to be a long, long day of wrestling. I'm get over 12 hours straight of wrestling of different classifications. I mean, it's crazy when you think about the fact that it's all in Salina, all of the classes you throw. I mean, how, did he say eight mats? I want to say eight going mats. At once? Yep, eight mats. I think that's yeah. I think that's the number he said would be going all at the same time. You got to think about eight different mats all day long for, like Ross said, probably. I mean, we don't know how long it'll take uh, through to the end of the day, but probably a full twelve hours, and it's going to be going. I mean. Man, that is a ton of wrestling, and uh, yeah, you'll miss the first part if you leave now, but if you get there, you'll still have <laughs> plenty of wrestling yeah. left to watch for the rest of the day. Plenty, plenty, absolutely plenty. I'm going to run through quickly all the state wrestling qualifiers they'll be competing today. There are 42 in all, 25 boys, 17 girls. So, Colby, you've got Ryder Dempy-Wolf, Caden McCarty, Simon Salcedo, Tucker Wark, Eric Schrader, Dawson DeGood, and Cameron Lilly. Those are the seven from Colby. Decatur Community reads Fort, Lucas Zodro, and Garrett, I think, Emig. Oakley has Carter Creer and Evan Urock, St. Francis, Shane Todd, Quinters, Tate, Black, Tate Blackwell, uh, Rollins County's Ryan Schrammick and Gus Hansen, Hoxie's uh, Gunner Went, Cashlitz, Ian Giancola, Chase Meyer, Carson Oaks, Duncan Bell, Easton Nicholson, Sam Watkins, and Gavin Shippers. Those are all the boys' qualifiers. As for the ladies, Colby has Aston Sharp, Core to Good, Amanda Yeager, and Morgan Hills. Goodlands, Destiny Gonzalez. Uh, Decatur Communities, Kyra Sowers. Oakley with five ladies going. They've got Kylie Hodges, Abigail Jackson, Callie Wagner, Latavia Kane, and Brooke Smith. St. Francis is Shylin Labarge and Madison Siegfried. Rollins County's got Maggie Holly, Jay Doty, and Javier Bren, and Hoxie's Josie Bell. Those are all the wrestlers from our region competing today at the whether it's the 4A, the 3 through 1A, the 4 through 1A, boys and girls state wrestling tournaments over in Salina. Is there any wrestler that you're particularly interested to see how it all shakes out for? Or is there anyone that you're intrigued to about? To be honest? Yeah. I mean, we talked about Mike Holiday. There's a couple um, Eagles especially uh, that are looking for and could potentially be uh, state title winners. And uh, Tucker Wark is on my radar certainly as you know one of the better uh wrestlers in the state but he might the way mike talked up his bracket that 132 weight class and what he'll have to go through to get that state title i think he's probably top of the list for people to watch uh additionally the heavyweight is not an easy uh, class either and cam Lilly up uh he got third place in the region and will be uh, of course, competing for that state title, and um, I think that's something to watch as well. For you, yeah, I, yeah, that 132, and uh, you know, Tucker Wark, uh, you know, like I sorry, 132 actually, and, and I want to see guys. I, I'm interested more in, I guess, it's some of the schools that are starting to see a little bit of a resurgence, like St. Francis, for example. Shane Todd, who had a great season, mm. would love to see how he does at 132 and 321A. Um, I'm interested to see how, but Cade McCarty, the 150 career wins 
is nuts to me. How many more can he add to that? It's crazy. That's just completely nuts. I'm always fascinated to see how Hoxie is going to do because they have so many wrestlers. How do they all do? Do they all live up to the expectation and win another state championship? And I'm also very intrigued by Amanda Yeager of Colby. I want to see her and Destiny Gonzalez too. Amanda Yeager because I want to see if she can go and get a repeat. She's just an amazing wrestler. And Destiny Gonzalez has always been kind of the bridesmaid, never the bride, no pun intended, but it's has been there, has finished runner-up, has been a top two, top three wrestler. Can she get over the hump and get it done in her senior year? I would love to see that. So it's it's those. And also Oakley girls. You know, five girls. Can Oakley win a state title with if they get all five, you know, on the podium and in the top three of the podium, top four of the podium? I'm intrigued to see that as well. Because that would be a heck of a job. I mean, think about it. If you could win a state wrestling championship with five, that's pretty darn good. So, uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. That gets runs all day today, uh, beginning at eight, uh, 9 Central, 8 Mountain Time there at the Tona, Tony Pizza's Event Center in Salina. So, that's going on today. Bet you I didn't know if you weren't paying close attention, but also postseason basketball starts today as well for 1AD1 and 1AD2 schools. So, the boys 1AD1 Oberlin substate. We'll have two games today, both games being played in Oberlin. Rollins County takes on St. Francis. Decatur Community hosts Stockton. The reason why Rollins County, who is the higher seed in the 3-6, doesn't host, once again, their gym was unfortunately damaged due to fire over the summer. And so they are not able to play at home, so they're going to go play at Oberlin at Decatur Community High School. So you've got Rollins County, St. Francis, Decatur Community, and Stockton. First-round matchups in the boys 1-8-D-1 at Oberlin. And then the boys, 1AD2 Golden Plains Substate. First round games hosted by the higher seed. So you've got four seed Golden Plains hosting five seed Thunder Ridge. Two seed Logan Palco hosting seven seed Natoma in Palco. Not a very long drive for Natoma there. And then Shy Lynn, the three seed host Wheatland Grinnell, the six seed in McDonald. So those games for the boys all getting going today. Girls will take place tomorrow. Then they'll have a whole week off mostly and play the semifinals Thursday. And, Saturday. and the only reason that I think they do it this way is for official shortages. I think that would be the reason why. Uh, Instead of playing all next week, there's just not enough officials, so you play the smaller schools earlier because of official shortages. That'd be the reason I put that out there. So, there you go. Hmm. Basketball, close season, begins today. Ready or not, here we go. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh... The, the week off, I'm sure, has to be a little odd in the middle there. I mean, I I understand it if it is official sor- shortages, but from a player's standpoint, got to be a little off-putting, no? I, like I said, I think it's just the way it's been. And I, it's, it's just the way it is, and it's the way it has been for the last couple of years. It's just the way it's been. Let's move on. We're on to uh, junior college hoops. Uh, tough night last night for Colby Community College as well as Northwest Tech. Probably the most competitive game of the night was the Northwest Tech men taking on 15th ranked Hutch. We know how good Northwest Tech men's basketball has been the last, what, two, three weeks, winning four out of their last five. They welcome in the 15th ranked Blue Dragons from Hutch. And they had the lead at half. They were going back and forth in the second half. In fact, they were up with a minute and change left to go, whereas Northwest Tech, but Hutch gets a bucket. Northwest Tech misses some shots. Northwest Tech has to foul. Hutch goes to the line, makes those free throws. They win 89-84. So, a great valiant effort from the Northwest Tech men. 
but they come up on the wrong side of it uh, with that loss last night to Hutch. It really doesn't hurt them in the standings overall. It's now about flushing that loss and moving on, trying to once again hold your position or move up uh, to stay at home for the first round of the postseason. So Tech men lose 89-84. Lady Mavs took on the number one team in the nation in Hutch. They were, unfortunately, no match, as I think many people thought they'd be. Many teams aren't a match for them. 91-52 the final. Tyjanae Penny had 20 points, though, uh, but Tech lost their seventh in a row. They're 2-22 this season. Tech women, good shooting night. Nine three-pointers against 25th-ranked Butler, but 26 turnovers. That will sting. And so they have lost seven in a row as well. They dropped to 6-19 after a 73-43 loss at the powerhouse, as it is known. Uh, 7343. And then Raphael. Yeah, the, the turns are. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say the turns are not helpful. Uh, but Stella McIntyre, 5 of 8 from 3 on one leg. She's in a walking boot after games. I mean, her ankle is barely hanging on and she's out there ripping <laughs> that, cords. That I mean, sounds that's terrible. <laughs> that sounds terrible. It does. It does. But I mean, she. <laughs> She looks like you see her like walking out of the locker room after games. A lot of pain. It's it's nowhere close to a smooth gait. Very slow walk and in a boot uh, after those games. And obviously only played 18 minutes. But five triples is crazy. That's tough. You know, if you're playing, you know, no offense to Colby, and you're trying to hold on to that final playoff spot. That's your. That's what you're trying to do. And. And I get why that's probably you're still playing, but man, it's it's difficult when you're that hurt and you're out there gutting through it. That's that's tough. That's tough. That shows great toughness out of uh, out of her as well. And then on the men's side, you've got a great performance from Raphael Nagu Truart. Twenty one points was a game high. He was the only Trojan though that reached double figures. As Colby lost to 19th ranked Butler, 71-51. Trojans have dropped now to nine and 17 this season. So. Tell you, Colby gets a lot of good performance. Like it, they always get like one like amazing performance, and it just uh, it, it, they need to get two or three in order to, to to get over the top to get those wins. Whatever happened to Maxence Massadia? I I don't know what happened to Max. <laughs> I, it's been a rough. I tell you, he kind of came onto the scene, surprised everybody. Second mm-hmm. time through the league, they're like, "Well, we're not gonna let that guy beat us, and we'll make somebody else beat us." And it's been hard for Maxence to get going here in the second half of the season. It feels like I haven't said his name much. I think it's that is part of it is he's getting the focus of a lot of defenses and if you can shut him down, uh, not that there aren't other good players on the Trojans, but he keys a lot of what they do offensively and he is uh, basically no matter who they play the fastest guy on the court and if you can stay in front of him, you can keep Colby out of a lot of its break offense and hey, when you can hold a team to 33% shooting from the field and 18% from three, and you force 22 turnovers. I mean, that's what those were Colby's stats. You're not going to be able to win a lot of games. That being said, you do have a little bit of a silver lining here in that uh, the left on your schedule, you have Barton, who you know you don't want to pencil in as a loss. But Jay Bradley, Jay Bradley, Northwest Tech head basketball coach says they could win the, the whole dang thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, they're very, so good. very good, but. <laughs> Uh, they have Barton, and then three of their other four games remaining are Tech at home and then Coffeyville and Seward. So some very winnable games left, and they're right in that pack uh, where they could be the last playoff spot 
or they could even potentially be pushing at maybe hosting a playoff game, though. You know, that would take a lot it is an starting abs- like, with a tech game on Saturday. You bring up such a fantastic point. If you want to start, so one, two, three, four, five, six. So from the seven spot down to the 11 spot, am I right? Seven, eight, mm-hmm. nine, 10, 11, well, 12. I think seven right. to 12. The seven to 12 spot. From Northwest Tech, who is the seven seed, all the way, if the season were to end today, from Tech from the seven seed down to Seward County, which is apparently at the bottom, tied with Colby Pratt. Those three teams at six and fifteen. There's not many games that if that separate those squads. Northwest Tech is seven and thirteen. Mm-hmm. Seward's five and fifteen. So if you drop a couple of games here, all of a sudden you drop all the way down. If you win a couple of games, you spring your you springboard way up. There's just such a lot. I mean, the top six are in their own realm right now because the 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 worst team above. You know the five, the, the sorry the six is Garden City. They're thirteen and eight. So, like I said, if you're in the bottom half, there is really you, there is it's it's not panic time, but you don't want to lose games. But the but the bright spot is if you win games, you can move on up and you could host. You're exactly right, Christian. It's a great point to make. Hey, that, it makes that it makes that tech game in Colby on, on Saturday, Saturday huge. huge. It's for very both big. Games. It's very big, and I know Jay Bradley knows that because he brought up on our show on Tuesday. He goes and they beat me there last year. He remembers it, so I, I'm pretty sure his team. I, I I don't have any worry in Northwest Tech. I thought maybe they would struggle with Hutch, but honestly, I was looking at the final numbers. I mean, they forced 24 turnovers out of Hutch. They took more shots shots than Hutch. Nobody does that to Hutch. And they did that. So I feel pretty good about where the Mavericks sit right now, despite the five-point loss going into the rest of the season, not just on Saturday when they take on Colby. Uh, other minutes, other college basketball from last night at the major level. Uh, K-State, a winner last night. It took overtime. But Ioka Lee and the Lady Wildcats beat 22nd rank, rank, 27th rank uh, West Virginia, 73-64 at Bramlage. You know, that's 17 straight wins for Kansas State at home dating back to last year. They have not lost there at the Octagon of Doom. Uh, that win ties them with uh, at, with Texas at second place in the Big 12 standings right now with that win for Kansas State. But 34 points last night for Ioka Lee to lead the way. I don't know if anybody else saw this, but we tuned in to watch the game a little bit late as overtime was starting. Mm-hmm. And Ioka Lee was going against this other post player from West Virginia and I'm telling you, those were some big ladies going at it in the post. I mean, you're talking about they they I'm you know, Aoka Lee is a big girl. You know, she is very well built in the lowers, is you know, and is very tall as well. The West Virginia girl was very well built in the lowers. I mean, they were fighting for position. It was it looked like a heavyweight wrestling match sometimes. It really did. It was uh, it was impressive to watch those two. Now, what happened was we tuned in for about a minute. The one girl from West Virginia got fouled. And she was gone, <laughs> fouled out. <laughs> but I would have loved to see it. I was like, "Good lord, look at these two really big post players going at it." I mean, because most times you're undersized against Ioka Lee. This girl from West Virginia was not undersized. She fit just fine. <laughs> I was just like, "Wow." That was quite a see, but congratulations, K State women. They get the win over 22nd ranked West Virginia. That's a big thing. Big big thing for them to stay atop and near the and within the, the 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 hunt of getting that Big 12 title. KU women, by the way, not, not as only lucky. that, but yeah, you, you had your struggles uh, where you lost to Texas and then you lost to Iowa State. Uh, 
you know, even with Ioka Lee in that Iowa State game, and you, you barely beat a bad UCF team, this win over ranked West Virginia, granted at home, I mean, don't underestimate how big that is for the team where they're sitting right now. I mean, not only in the rankings, but for your own confidence. Yep. Nope. I would agree. Uh, a couple more things. KU women, uh, they played last night. They were trying to upset 24th ranked Baylor, got off to a slow start, and then chain- charged back, but lost 69-61. Then a couple of regional men's teams last night. Colorado State, New Mexico. Did anybody happen to watch the end of that game? That was crazy. Colorado State led by one. They let the guy go coast to coast with six seconds left, lay it in, and foul him at the same time to let him go up two. Colorado State gets down the floor. They call a timeout. They don't really get a great look. Great defense by New Mexico. And Colorado State loses 68-66 last night there down in the pit of West Virginia. Sorry, the pit of New Mexico. So that was a tough one. Take Colorado State, they get there. They're like... They're like 24, 25, 22. They lose. They drop out of the pool. They win again. They're back up. <laughs> they just they're 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 just they're just flying around that 22 to 28 range. They're just hovering around that spot. Uh, they're they're really having a good season, but they every time they get a couple of really good wins, they have another tough loss. But honestly, that is playing in the Mountain West Conference this year. It's really really good as we continue to say on this program. Uh, and then one more stop here, Nebraska basketball, finally, finally, finally wins on the road in conference play. Did I mention they finally got it done? They were 0-8 <laughs> conference, in road conference games. My they gosh. beat Indiana 85-70. Nebraska was up 20 at halftime. At the 12-under timeout in the second half, how much was Nebraska leading by? Three. You can just imagine oh. what Husker Nation was thinking at that time. Here comes the meltdown. We've already we're gonna lose it. The under three timeout. Fred Hoiberg said to the guys, "Hey, if I would have told you going in that if we led by three at the twelve hundred timeout in the second half, wouldn't we all be happy?" And the guys are like, "Oh yeah, I think you're right." They go out and they figure it out and they take care of business and they win by fifteen uh, there on the road at Indiana. Uh, Jamarcus Lawrence, 19 points, a career high for him off the bench, was huge for Nebraska last night, who was hot from three. They hit, I think, 14 threes last night. So that'll win you a lot of games when you can shoot four, hit 14 triples. So yeah, that was big. I, I, 0 of 8 on the road. I mean, I <laughs> thought CSU was struggling to win on the road in conference, and that, of course, would have been a big one I, in New Mexico. They couple, can't get it done, but good for Nebraska. A couple of fascinating stats I've learned over the last last night and then over the last week. No team has ever made the NCAA tournament if they didn't have a road conference win. So if you didn't win a road conference game, you never got no team never got in the tournament if you did that, no matter what your record was at home. So that was huge for Nebraska to get that checked off their list. And then the other thing is they were showing the win percentage of home teams by conference last night on the BTN telecast. Apparently, the Big Ten is the hardest place to win on the road. Seven, 71% of teams that play at home win in the Big Ten. So, very difficult to win on the road. It's crazy. Yeah, very difficult. All right, there you go. Oh, I, before we get to break, oh, I forgot. Softball yesterday, Northwest Tech was swept at Cloud County. 10-0, 14-3. Lady Mavs winless to start the season. 
CCC softball playing at McCook Community College yesterday. They lost as well. 6-2-9-5. Lady Trojans have lost five in a row. They're four and six. Going into their Jayhawk Conference opener, which is today, down in Hutch. So good luck to the Lady Trojans and friend of the program, Steve Kinnett. We'll have to give Steve on this phone. We'll have to talk to him about Lady Trojan softball. There you go. That's the front page. Lots, lots going on. That's for sure. All right. Uh, we've got to get to a break. When we come back, we will... Look at all the sub-state brackets. They were out officially yesterday. We know where Colby is. They won the toss. Heads worked. Oh. Congratulations. Heads worked. Uh, they won the toss. They get a host. We'll look at the, all the brackets, all the way from 3A down to 1AD2. We'll look at all the brackets, get some thoughts on that next. You're listening to the Morning Blitz here on a Thursday.